Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. What up? How we doing? We doing good? Bad? Great. Bad? No one responded. All right. So, hello. How are you? Good? You're okay? Well... It's good to see you. My name is Tyler, and I have the pleasure of working with 5th through 8th grade students, which is you all, so give yourself a round of applause, I guess. I don't know. And we are in week two of a series that we are calling Lost and Found. And so last week, Emily talked to us about the lost sheep, sheep, lamb, close enough, sheep, yes, the lost sheep, and this week we are talking about the lost coin. Anyone see where the coin is? Easy to find when it's highlighted. <laughs> yes, we are talking about the lost coin, which is the second parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 15, as we're looking at all of these parables that Jesus tells about lost things. And so we're going to read it together. So if you were here last week, you remember that Emily had it on the screen, and then whenever a word was highlighted, we all read it together, right? You remember that? She did like the fuzzy wuzzy was a bear thing. We're not going to, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to do that this week, the fuzzy wuzzy part, but we are going to read it together. So when it comes on screen, like so, yes, whenever a word is highlighted, read it out loud with me, okay? So let's just follow along and read Luke chapter 15 together. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she she calls her together and says, With me, I have found in the same way, I tell you, there is in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Luke chapter 15, 8 through 10. So the first thing that you may notice is that this woman is searching for a silver coin. And you might be thinking like, why is this lady looking for a nickel? This crazy old woman's looking for a dime. She's tripping. Well, it's not a silver coin like you and I would think of. In fact, it's what is called a drachma, which was one of the forms of currency back in Jesus' time. And it's worth about a day's wage. So she would have worked a full day and then gotten this silver coin at the end of it. And she only has ten, so she doesn't have a lot. And maybe it was from her work, maybe it was an inheritance, we don't really know. But she doesn't have a lot of money. And when you don't have a lot of money, everything counts. And even if you have a lot, everything counts. Don't waste your money or lose it. So, that is important for us to understand. Now, to put it in 2019 terms, the average daily wage in America, and maybe 2019, it might be 2018, because, you know, New Year, is $212. The average job, you make that much a day. And if you're like, I do not, well, it's an average. So $212, that's the average amount in 2019 to help us get an understanding of why this woman would, would search so hard for this one coin. But, to help us understand it even further, we are, I'm going to try and tell you guys a story using these items in retelling this story in 2019 with our sort of 
language, I guess. So I have asked our very own Macy Shifford if you could come up here and help me tell this story using these items, not the stool. So using these items, this purse, whoops, it's not mine, um, in case you thought it was, these items to help us tell this story. So Macy, I've kind of already explained it to you. But what I want you to do is as I'm reading this story and I'm mentioning some of these different items, just go ahead and and act it out. I'm going to give you creative liberty like an actress should have to do what you think is good. And this is a light. Uh, Click that button to turn it on. And then two more times to turn it off. If you only click it once, it'll go to strobe and that could be awesome but also dangerous. So I'm going to have you act it out. And then using this microphone. Sure. There's going to be a few times where I'm going to say, and then she said, this is Zach's microphone, by the way. Then she said blank. And then there's going to be something on the screen that Macy's just going to say. Didn't tell her what it is, but hopefully it's funny. If not, please just laugh to make me feel good. So hold that. Don't say anything without. I'm giving, I'm trusting you. Okay. So with that said, Lost Coin 2019. Suppose a young lady named Macy had $2,120 to her name. That's not bad. She worked hard for this money, selling the finest yarn the world had ever seen. But one day, while she was working, she got distracted by some last-minute customers at her little pop-up shop that she had. And in the busyness of it all, she lost $212. When she realized what had happened, she shouted, Oh, biscuits. Oh, biscuits, she said. She was horrified. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. (laughs) And, and. Look at this. Thank you. And she cried on the ground because she was sad. She cried so loud. But also she was laughing. She didn't know how to cope with what she was going through. She couldn't believe she lost all that money. After wallowing in a pool of her own sorrow, Macy decided that she needed to get up off the ground and find this money. Before she started looking, though, she went into a room and looked into her mirror to give herself a pep talk. There's not a mirror, just pretend. You know. She looked in, sure, she looked into the mirror to, and said the most influential thing she could think of, a song lyric from her favorite song. She made my heart pound, skip a beat when I see her on the street. Oh, wrong song. She meant to say, <laughs> this is my fight song. Take back my life song. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. But she replaced life with coin because she was super witty and she kind of liked to rewrite songs sometimes. So really she said, take back my coin song, which made sense to her. But anyone else would have thought she was crazy. Anyway, with that powerful proclamation, Macy began to look around everywhere for her money. She looked above, under, around, inside, outside, on top, below, behind, every single thing that was in her house. If there was a lamp, she turned it on. If there was a lamp, she turned it on and used it to light up all the darker places in her house and shop. If there was a rug, she would lift it up to be sure that the money wasn't underneath it. 
Then she grabbed a broom to see if that would somehow help and just started sweeping a bunch. Strobe effect, yep. She even checked in some of her friend's shoes to make sure they hadn't accidentally gotten it. Then, finally, she checked in the last place she would have expected. Her own purse. And lo and behold, there it was. Her $212. Count it. It's all there. She was so excited. Yeah. She was... Nope. Let's stop saying that. She was so happy that she started to do a little dance because she couldn't contain her excitement. She shouted out loud at the top of her lungs. Oh, yeah, baby. Too blessed to be stressed. Yes, too blessed to be stressed. She said she was so relieved. But her excitement didn't end there. She couldn't keep this joy to herself. She started to tell everyone she knew how excited she was that her money had been found. She had a party just because she found that which was so valuable to her. Some people were a little confused on why she was so excited about finding this, but she did not care. She was so excited. A lot of people even started to celebrate with her. She kept partying. That which, yep, that which was so valuable to her was no longer lost. Things were where they ought to be. The end. Everyone, a big round of applause for Macy. Macy, fantastic job. Fantastic job. Thank you so, so much. Now, now, last week, you and I, we were sheep. And Jesus was the shepherd that comes and finds us when we are wandering. And this week, in this story, we are a coin. And Jesus is represented by the woman that is searching very hard to find this coin. Now, you might be thinking, okay, great. What, what's, what's the big deal? Why, why does this matter? Well, there's a few things on why this story matters, but... We can't get caught up in the little details because Jesus is not saying in this story that you and I are only worth a day's wage. It's, worth, it's not like, all right, I earned my $212 and that's all, all of you guys are worth. He's not saying that. In fact, this story really isn't even about us. It's about God. And it tells us two different things about God. Two things that I want you to remember tonight. That God searches and God celebrates. Turn to the person to your right and say, God searches And the person on your left, say, God celebrates. God searches and God celebrates. So, the first one. Give me your ears. The first one. God searches. You don't need to say it again. I I know. I also know. Thank you, though. God searches. So last week, if you were here, you heard Emily talk about us as sheep, and Jesus coming to find us in our wandering. But if you heard as she was talking, maybe you begin to think, okay, Jesus is supposed to come find us when we're very far, but, you know, Tyler, I, I'm a little, I think I'm a little too far, or I haven't considered Jesus long enough, and, and it's been a really long time, and I've not done, some, I've done some really bad things in that time. And so I just, I think I'm, I'm too far gone as a sheep, then Jesus has this story for you. Now, what does this story tell us about how God searches? It tells us that God is turning the universe upside down.
to find you. Now, what does that mean? That means that before Jesus, people didn't rise from the dead. Before Jesus, people died and stayed dead. And since Jesus, that's what's happened. However, with Jesus, when he comes on the scene, all of a sudden, that is not necessarily what's going to happen anymore. These universal, natural laws were broken. People don't rise from the dead. But if that's what it will take for God to get his children back to him, then that is what he will do. So maybe you're a follower of Jesus. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you're not really a believer at all. Maybe you're here because your parents dropped you off and now you're just sitting in here on your phone. Maybe that's you. And what I want you to think about is this. That all of human history, everything that has ever happened, has led up to this moment in which God is still searching for you. From God saying, let there be light, to us saying, that's lit. Everything, everything that has happened tells us that God is still searching for you. And you know what? Maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you are. Maybe you identify as that. But we both know that you've kind of wandered off. And I mean, I, I get how hard it can be sometimes. I get how easy it is to just wander, prone to wander, Lord, we feel it. But even in our wandering, sometimes we, we do it intentionally. Sometimes we, we know what's happening. And other times, it's like Emily talked about last week, these small, ignorant steps of looking down at our feet, and all of a sudden, we're so far from where we thought we would be, and we're lost. And I want to tell you, listen to me, I want to tell you that no matter where you are, or how you got there. Jesus is there and he's searching for you. So stop hiding from God. Stop playing games. This isn't hide and seek with God. Jesus is searching for you and wants to celebrate you. You are worth being celebrated and you are worth dying for. And this is so much more than just coming to church on a Wednesday night or so much more than a behavior change of, all right, I'm going to be good at school now. Those things are important, but it's more than that. This is getting your eyes off of you and looking at Jesus and listening to what he says about you and how he is searching for you. If you were here on Sunday, you heard that Zoe Harp came in here and she taught us that Jesus is worth our most prized possession. That as she taught us this story of Mary pouring this very expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and then wiping it with her hair and everybody being like, what is going on? Mary, you could have used that for so many better reasons. You are are crazy. What what are you doing? And Jesus is like, no, she gets it. Mary gets it. She gets what I'm worth. But you want to know what else? If I read this story right, that you are Jesus' most prized possession. That you are worth dying for. So, regardless of your relationship with God, we all hide. And let's just stop. God searches. And God celebrates. God celebrates. Jesus tells us in this passage that all of heaven rejoices when sinners like you and me repent. 
when we go from one way of living of a way that it doesn't honor or worship God or a way that doesn't tell others about God, a way that doesn't say anything about my life, says that I'm a follower of Jesus, to the opposite way of honoring, worshiping, desiring to know God, telling others about Him as foundations of our life. That's what repentance is, of I was going this way and now I'm going this way, a 180 degree change in the way that you were living. God celebrates that. He loves it. He's like, angels, you see this? You see what they just did? That's awesome. My mom, whenever I go home, goes crazy. I don't think that there's ever been a time since I went to college that I've been greeted in the airport without her jumping up and down, holding a sign that says, welcome home, Tyler. I'm 23, which I mean, I love. It's great. And this time, this time when I went home for Christmas, it was my sister's too. And it was awesome. But I'm not telling you this to be like, my mom loves me. Ha ha ha. And I'm not telling you this to tell you even how awesome my mom is. I'm telling you this because if that's how our parents here on earth celebrate, how much more does our Heavenly Father love when He gets to call His children home? The greatest moments of victory in this world, those things that will go down in history, those seemingly impossible sports victories, those rescues of people in harrowing situations, that soccer team from Thailand that was in the cave and got rescued, and the whole world watched in anticipation as they were, or those military homecoming videos that get all of us, and you're like, I'm going to watch one on Facebook for 10 minutes, and then four hours later, you're like, the internet owns my life. Those videos that we love, and all those moments where the only proper response seems to just be to be able to throw up our hands and go, yes! Those moments are nothing compared to the celebration of God when he gets his children back. Heaven explodes with joy. So stop hiding. God searches and God celebrates for you. Let us do the same. Check out this video. I never really grew up without Christ. I've always been in the church and with my family around me. Basically just revolved around me. Oh, I don't want to do that. Let's not do that. When I was like really little, I would be in like the main hallway of the church and I'd go on the ground, flail my arms and kick my legs saying, and I said, I hate Jesus. That happened a couple times. Uh, yeah, it didn't work so well. It just kind of like made things fall apart. Probably Superstar. It was just like, oh, like he can do much more better things. He can affect your life, which will affect millions of lives. I feel like my parents had tried to explain that to me a lot, but I just wasn't getting it. But then once that happened, I really got it. <laughs> my friends that didn't believe in Jesus, they were just kind of off doing their own thing. They didn't really care what uh, they said or what they did. But then like when I started believing in Jesus, I was like, oh no, I can't hang out with these people because they're not good for me. 
It just felt like it was something that needed to be done and that I just wanted to do it. There was something there that was like, hey, Micah, you need to do this. I'm a lot more concerned about how I act or what I say and what I do and like what my friends do and who I hang out with. Not like me making people happy, but like just the but like Christ in them, that they're just not angry all the time. Uh, just to know that he went through tougher things and that he'll overcome. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.